The Realm Tree Episode 3 To Carve a Path The tournament was over. The six of us standing in a circle were one of the eight teams about to ascend to the Realm Tree. Me, Daisy, Mercury Chase, and three others who I hadn't met. The first to speak was a well-dressed boy with a cherub-like face, an expensive-looking button-up shirt, and reddish-brown hair that curled at the ends. My, my. We are an attractive group of people, aren't we? Even the Night Realm girl without a jewel has some excellent genetics. But I suppose you are the daughter of our dear sovereign Cassius Wick, aren't you? Wow. Wow, sir! I hate you already. That's alright. We don't need to be friends. Just teammates. Then we can get our wings and fly our separate ways. Lex Goldenray, of House Goldenray, one of the great summer houses, as I'm sure you're all aware. Daisy Demeter, of House Not Thinking I'm Better Than Other People. Ooh, smooth comeback, Spring Fairy. The next to speak was a tall, buff Autumn Realm boy with a messy mane of black hair. He had wild eyes and a tattoo that could either be fire or leaf, running from his left temple and curling around underneath his eye. The light armor and padding he adorned himself with was colored burnt orange. Tough talk coming from a pampered summer boy. I saw your match. You let your fairy powers do all the work while you just sat back. At least Spring Chick here could throw a punch. I'm fairly certain you used your powers as well, Mr... Stone. Rondell Stone. And even if I'm not using my powers, I'm the toughest fairy in the Autumn Realm, bar none! I'll carry you all to the finish line without even breaking a sweat. Muscles. I... Did you say something? Nope, 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 nothing. Uh, what about you, Miss... Daisy indicated towards the Winter Realm Fairy, whose face hid behind pure white bangs and a pair of round glasses. Her fur-collared coat made it seem like she might be from some money as well, but it was still far more practical than Lex's dinner party suit. It's... Nadine. Uh, anything else to say, Nadine? I... don't... think so. What are you reading? This? Yeah. The book you're holding? What is it? A history of arcane chemical reactions, their uses, dangers, and components. Hey, that's cool. A little heady for me, but I appreciate we have someone well-read here. I'm quite well-read too, actually. Thank you very much. I'm Talia. Talia Wick. Unfortunately, Cassius Wick is my dad, but don't think that means he'll be doing our team any favors. He's kind of a prick. He's absolutely doing you favors. He paired you up with your best friend and the strongest Dayrealm fairy here. Oh, Mr. Good-at-everything-Mercury-Chase! Pray tell! What amazing insight do you have for us weaklings now? There's no need for that. But I've thought about it. Your luck is unprecedented, Talia Wick. Five of us are very strong competitors, and then there's the powerless daughter of the Sovereign also conveniently paired with us, and the one fairy here that she's already close to. I don't believe it's a coincidence. I guess... That's possible. But that's not important to me. Like Lex said, I'm not here to be anyone's best pal, but I will be getting my wings one way or another. Please think of me as a co-worker, and I assure I'll do the same for you. <laughs> Skyboy thinks he's tough, huh? I'll throw down with you right here and right now. You want to damage our team before we even get started? My word, man, do you have rocks for brains? Maybe rocks for muscles? But not for brains. I got brains for brains. Brains for days, too! 
bet on it. If you told me the spiky-haired jock wasn't able to read, I wouldn't question it. Hey, why don't you pick on someone your own size, short stuff? So I pick on you then, Tiny. You wish you could pick on me, golden butt! You people are just so loud. Attention, everyone! Hopefully you have all had time to familiarize yourself with your teammates. There were some awkward glances both around the room and around our group. Daisy and Lex were glaring at each other. Nadine was fixated on the ground. Rondell was grinning for reasons I couldn't possibly understand. And Mercury's gaze was at Professor Doherty, with intense focus in his golden eyes. Your first test is to carve your own path as a team. Literally. Look around you. At the tree trunk, we all stand inside. The doorway you all entered from is off-limits, but anywhere else within the walls of this tree, create a hole large enough for your entire team to fit through and begin ascending through the trunk. All fairies who reach the top will receive their wings, but with obstacles and other teams in your way, you had best hurry. I watched Rondell punch his fists together, his wild grin becoming wilder. <laughs> Our test is to smash a hole in the wall? I could do that in my sleep! I doubt that it will be so simple. Ferries, this may be the last time I see you in person for a while. However, at certain intervals I may magically communicate with all of you to let you know how much time has passed. But regardless... It has been an honor surveying this portion of the test. Now, all fairies, the true test to receive your wings and join the elites of society begins now. The eight teams scattered. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw the small form of Sunshine Von Brass immediately start blasting at the walls with her fiery explosions. Then I felt Daisy yank my arm. Talia, stop getting distracted! Everyone's leaving! And sure enough, my team was off to the southeast wall of the tree. Mercury, despite showing off his lightning speed during the tournament, was just casually strolling. Nadine was walking near him, book clutched to her chest. Lex's slender frame hit a light jog, and Rondell let out a battle cry as he ran up front. Uh, all right, stupid wall! Let's see how you handle this! Rondell raised his fists into the air before kneeling and punching them straight into the ground. To my surprise, they passed through the dirt floor up to his forearms like it was water. He lingered for a moment before yanking them out of the ground, his arms now encased in stone gauntlets much larger than his fists. There was no trace that his arms had even entered the soil. Damn. Not a ton of rocks in the ground here. Doesn't even reach my elbow. But this should be enough. Rondell pulled a stone fist back and began punching the wall, alternating right and left but barely making a dent. Uh, take this! Uh, stupid! Uh, you're, you're not making any progress, man! Uh, yeah. Give me a second! The dent is getting... Larger! Can we please all stop yelling? I'm beat. The stone fell off Rondell's arms, breaking into pebbles. Guys, I don't think we can punch our way through this wall. Don't tell me you used all the energy in your duel for that pathetic display. Not all. Most. Probably. But... I just need to cool down, and then I can go for round two, you know? Alright then, let's see if my servants and I can do anything about this. Two balls of fire appeared at Lex's fingertips, growing to the size of watermelons. Then, smiling faces appeared on each of them, gently floating forward. Break that wall. 
Will-o'-the-wisp figures his power is about others doing things for him. With force equal to Rondell's punches, the two flaming spirits took turns bashing the wall, Lex elegantly conducting them with his hands. In addition to force, they radiated heat, but it still wasn't enough to make more than a dent in the wall. With a snap of his fingers, they dissipated. All right, that's useless. Mr. Chase, would you like a go? My powers are all about creating weapons out of light energy. They're best for cutting and not breaking. You don't have a glowy battering ram or anything? No. And even if I did, I wouldn't have the physical strength to wield it properly. You're not even gonna try? If I think of something, I'll do it. Until then, I'll save my energy. All of you save your energy. I need to test something. From her pocket, Nadine withdrew a small cube of ice. Within its center, there was a swirling flame. In essence, I can freeze magic within these ice cubes and store them. They're small and can only hold so much energy, but they don't melt. Until I command them to, that is. I think Lex had the right idea with his fire. Nadine casually tossed the ice cube onto the ground. Please, cover your eyes. Release. A fireball equal in size to the one Sunshine summoned exploded out of the ice cube, flickering and burning bright for about 30 seconds before it faded. We all gasped. A hole had appeared in the trunk, barely large enough to fit a small person through, but a hole nonetheless. Then, sinewy strips of plant fiber appeared and repaired the hole instantly. Good show, Miss Christelle. But not good enough. The trunk isn't just strong, it self-repairs all damage. Then we break it again, but this time we prevent its regeneration. I don't have an acid cube prepared, but within a few hours, I could probably brew one that could be much more harmful to a plant like this. Yo, did you say hours? Absolutely not. That puts us way behind the other teams. Hey, I might have an idea. Oh, tall baby darling, yes! What do you have? We don't need to destroy the wall. Just create a hole and hold it open long enough for everyone to get through. Nadine and Lex can use their elemental magic to weaken the structure of the wall, and Daisy and Rondell can use their punches to create a hole in the weakened structure. And what about us, Talia Wick? Uh, maybe we can be the ones to hold it open. Neither of us are physically strong enough for that. I say we still give it a try. We could become embedded in the fibers of the tree as it regrows if we press ourselves against its reformation. The risk is unnecessary. Here, instead, give me your harpoon. Um... All right. Taking my night steel harpoon, Mercury conjured a golden extension of light, doubling its length. Instead of a spear at its far end, Mercury's golden modification had a solid web-like point that expanded outwards. Night steel is near unbreakable, as are my light weapons. And you and I are fast. I saw it in your battle against Aquamarine, just as you saw it during mine. We use our new spear to prop open the doorway and yank it out once everyone is through. Mercury waved his hand and dispelled the light energy from my spear, his demonstration complete. Aw, you sweetie. You don't want her to lose her weapon? Of course not. You know that she's useless without it and will just hold all of us back, including herself. Why, you no-good stone-faced jerk-face! It's all right, Daisy. This is a solid plan. Let's go through with it. Okay, fine, tall. Nadine, how many more of those fireball cubes do you have? Not many, but I can do something more effective. I have a cube full of flammable gas that should explode if it makes contact with Lex's will-o'-the-wisps. Hey, that's even better! Nadine and I make a chemical explosion, Daisy and Rondell break the weakened wall, then Mercury and Talia prop it open with their strange spear doorstop until we can all fit through. Sounds like a plan. I'm in. Me too. I'm on board as well. Alright, let's do this thing! Get ready, everyone. You know what you need to do. Now! Go! Fly! Will-o'-the-wisp! Lex conjured two more fire spirits that floated to the wall, their ghostly faces smiling happily. 
We all took several paces back as Nadine drew an ice cube from her pocket. Calculating angle. Nadine tossed the ice cube underhand at the wall. As it sailed towards the wisps, she performed a precise hand gesture. Release. The ice cube dispersed, leaving the invisible gas inside to meet the wisps. A booming explosion rocked the tree, causing the teams remaining to glance in our direction. Daisy's hands glowed green while Rondell once again jammed his fists into the ground, removing them encased in stone. The wall's weak! Go! <laughs> the spring and autumn fairies charged at the wall, both delivering a punch at the weakened section. The trunk cracked apart, creating an oval opening at about my eye level. Mercury once again gathered light energy into his hands before applying it to the end of my harpoon, extending the shaft, now half night steel and half glowing light energy. We wordlessly nodded at each other and charged the wall, each grasping the spear. As the sinewy plant fibers attempted to repair the trunk once again, I jammed the point of my harpoon into the floor while Mercury steadied the glowing portion that umbrellaed out against the top of the entryway. All right, people, move it or lose it! Lex and Nadine dove in first, Lex sliding through on his trousers. The plant fibers continued closing in on us. They were forming a wall against our bodies, beginning to crush us. We got your back, Tall! Daisy and Rondell muscled their way into what remained of the entryway, holding open the sides with their immense physical strength. We watched panic set in as the fibers regrowing the tree began to wrap around them. Uh, stupid wall! Pull the harpoon out! Now! There were grunts and gasps as Mercury and I yanked the harpoon over to the other side, in time for Daisy and Rondell to stumble backwards out of the fibers, the wall reforming behind us. We tripped over one another, the four of us landing in a pile at Lex and Nadine's feet. Rondell, you're sitting on my arm. Oh, sorry about that, bud. Here. Talia, that was an amazing plan! Mercury was really the one to finalize it. Just give Talia a chance! <laughs> it's okay, Daisy. I don't have powers. That hasn't changed. We're all part of the same group and all have a role to play. If the test followed us all becoming a team, logic dictates that this test was to challenge the solidity of us as one unit. There's no reason to neglect a team member when you're in it together like this. Wise words from the quiet one, eh? Aw, oh, piss off, Lex. It was a compliment. Honestly. Perhaps it didn't sound that way, but it was. You're definitely lying. Backtracking isn't a good look, man. Oh, fancy pants, you just got called out? I'm really just stating the obvious. <laughs> Go team! Rondell, did you tune out everything we just said? Nope. Oh, you said tune out, not listen. Uh, so I mean, yes, I think. We can celebrate briefly, but we can't waste too much time here. Aw, come on, pretty boy. Maybe let your guard down for a second? Our mission is getting our wings. The longer we wait, the easier it will be for other teams to ambush us on the way up. We can be happy, but don't lose sight of the track at hand. Daisy clapped a hand against Mercury's shoulder. You've actually been really helpful, so I won't yell at you too much. But I wanted to say I don't think you deserve a hug yet. But stop being such a sourpuss, and you can get there one day. You're missing out, man. Daisy gives the best hugs. Hey, can I get a Daisy hug? Absolutely, big guy! Get over here! Okay. There were hugs, laughs, and then there was Mercury, tapping his foot as he stared out at the new open expanse we had unlocked. Another layer of sprawling roots and plant life within the tree. If the goal of this test was to get us to work together, my father knew what he was doing, with the one immovable exception of a certain day realm boy. He sure put a lot of thought into this year's test. Talia, daughter, 
Your little desire to prove yourself borders on insolence. You're not like the other fairies. You are incapable of the same feats that they are. I would prefer a powerless daughter to a dead one, so I'm forbidding you from taking the test. The challenges within the realm tree will surely kill you. That's enough of this, Cass. What did you say? She's our only daughter, Cassius. Please, give her a chance. She's not built to handle this test like the others are. You know this. Don't listen to him, Talia. My darling angel, my beautiful girl. You are so, so special. Hey, Tal? Talia? You okay, girl? You look like you're spacing out. Oh, sorry. Guess there's a lot on my mind. The Realm Tree was created by Jumar Thompson and Julian Hermano and is performed by voice artists all over the world. To show your support, please visit therealmtree.com and follow our socials. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for Episode 4, Pursuit. <laughs>